This is 15 Minutes to Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Idell, and today's episode is 155 over 75. In today's episode, I want to share with you the lessons that I learned from having high blood pressure. So it's really pretty crazy to me. It's crazy what social media does. It's crazy what this podcast does. It's crazy the way that we're all connected. And I say that based off the fact that I have shared openly on the mic on this podcast with you that my wife, Lindsay, has had a unique health anomaly going on. And it's been going on for the better part now of three months, maybe four. And this health anomaly ended up, you know, where it started, She, when her and I got married in, in May, May 19th of this year, 2018, she got married, she's 5'8", she's 125, 126 pounds. A woman that's very in shape, takes great care of her body, takes pride in her body, and has herself together. And as time has progressed throughout this year, as I record this episode, I believe she's 110, 111 pounds. She's actually on her way back up from a low of 108 pounds. She has slowly started losing little clumps of hair here and there. She has no energy. She feels like her heart is out of rhythm. All these things that if you've been listening for quite some time, you know that we've covered in in some basis. I set all this up because right now we're at a process in her evolution that we have a heart rate monitor on her. That's something that we had to go get a prescription for. It's very sophisticated with what it does and how it works. It's got four diodes that attach to four specific parts in her body. We also have a blood pressure monitor. And both are clinical grade. And so this past weekend, Friday, we're sitting around, gosh, after work, after normal business hours, just, you know, let's take your blood pressure. And I laugh. I said, sure. Why wouldn't we take my blood pressure? Because where I'm sitting in this moment, I no longer take anabolic steroids. It's literally been more than a year now, which is crazy to think of what's happened in a year. And certainly, I, I need to put the asterisk next to that as... I was given a prescription for testosterone from my doctor based off blunting my own testosterone production. I had filled that prescription one time and still have much of the bottle left. Went to another anti-aging type of clinic just to maximize my my lipid values, my hormone values. They also prescribed testosterone to me, um, but it's it's all been sitting there. You know, it's nothing that I mean. I still have all the the packaging. What I did find during that time period is I needed an estrogen blocker which I have taken somewhat regularly. All this stacks on top of each other as I haven't had, and we'll get to the the punchline here momentarily, but it dawned on me that December, I think, 5th of last year was the last time I had fast food. Now, let me describe what I mean as fast food. I, I look at Chipotle as its own category. And I can probably put Subway in there. I feel like that's rather healthy depending on what you get. Like the McDonald's and the Burger Kings and the Wendy's, something that has a drive-through that you can go and get food from. I have not had any of that since December 5th. We as a family don't eat fried foods. I don't like sugary foods. You know, certainly potato chips, things like that, but more chips and salsa. Those are all staples in our household. But other than that, a pretty, pretty good lifestyle, right? Even since last year, I've cleaned out our supplement cabinet. Lindsay used to make fun of me. We had this whole pantry that was filled with supplements, top to bottom, left to right. I went in there one day and just literally like put my arm straight out like a, like a claw and just knocked everything into a trash can. I said, I just don't need this anymore. None of it serves me. 
So Lindsay asked to take my blood pressure. Sure. Sit right down at the table, put my left arm out. She puts on a cuff, a, a sleeve thing that goes on my left bicep. Admittedly, from where I sit, the, the device is very tight to start with. It doesn't really quite fit over my arm. And she turns it on. I'm sitting there having a conversation with her, and I feel it get tighter as it would, and then it eventually starts slowly releasing the pressure. The machine is beeping and buzzing and doing the things that it does. Next thing I know, Lindsay gasps. I'm like, man, that's awesome. I, my scores are that good that you're, you're that impressed by what I get because she can only see the front of the machine. I said, no, 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 your, your blood pressure right now is 155 over 75. And I say, well, look, I had quite a bit of salt today. I certainly didn't have enough water. It's Friday at the end of a long week. Maybe I'm carrying around a little bit more stress than normal. Let's retest tomorrow. Because she's, she's the type, the way that Lindsay's wired, she instantly, we got to go to the hospital. You're going to die. 100%, life is over. We got to go. I'm like, well, hold on. Like, I, I don't have double vision. I don't have blurred vision. I don't have a headache. My face isn't red. Like, I I'm, I'm, I'm feel good. So she begrudgingly agrees to let me take the test Saturday morning. Well, Saturday morning turns into Saturday midday, and yet again, my blood pressure at this point, I think, is 158 over 74. I'm actually going in the wrong direction. And now I'm confused because I've had no stimulants, had no pre-workouts, I've had no intra-workout drinks, I've had at least a gallon and a half water, I've had zero, zero sodium that day. Like, I got this. But yet the results are still high. So I concede. I said, look, you know, let's take it again on Sunday, and then we'll make some decisions. So Sunday rolls around, we get to midday, take it, and I'm 154 over 75. And so now I'm not panicked, right? I don't really get too panicked about too much. I am frustrated because I don't understand how this can be possible. I'm living what I feel like is my healthiest life between cardiovascular activity four to five days a week inside the boxing gym, strength training five to six days a week inside another gym, eating very consistently and very healthy, drinking at least a gallon of water most days, not having fried food. Like I'm checking the boxes in my mind. And so I started doing some research as, as I do, just how my mind works. And I see there's a lot more variables to this than I fully realize. There's lack of sleep that matters. There's carrying around additional stress that matters. There's hereditary issues that matter. There's deficiencies in magnesium that matter. I mean, there's check boxes upon check boxes that I know are empty if I were to take this test. The test on what I'm doing to optimize my blood pressure. See, as I record this, I'm a 34-year-old man with a wife and a daughter. And up until May 19th of this year, I was just a 34-year-old man that was dating or engaged to somebody with a daughter. I shared this this way because everything up until May 19th was all about really just me. Certainly, I cared for my fiance. Certainly, I cared for her daughter or our daughter. But it's different when you realize there's a life together. So I said, look, I've done some research. You may not know it. I would assume you probably don't know this, but I had formulated a very advanced heart health and blood flow product late last year. Something I was going to bring, bring to market, something called Xyloflow, and had a really just a, a phenomenally sophisticated you know, product profile that was going to go into this. And so I pull out my own product profile, and I see all the different things that are in. And I say, look, I'm going to go to Whole Foods right now. I'm going to buy everything I would have put in my product. Granted, I don't know the purity. I don't know the potency. I'm going to have to mix and match, and it's not going to be identical, but I know this stuff will work. So 
So I go out and I buy it. It's $245 worth of pills, potions, and lotions from Whole Foods here in Columbus, Ohio. Lay them out on the counter. I explain to her what each one are between beet powder and cayenne pepper and a couple of greens products. Gosh, what else? Garlic powder, CoQ10, resveratrol, or however you say that, arginine, citrulline, citrulline malate. I mean, a lot of things to help with vasodilation and blood flow. And I take them. And because I didn't realize that I had high blood pressure, or at least for those three days had high blood pressure, I didn't realize that I could feel a different way. And so I take these pills, nothing changes. I don't feel any differently. And then I take them again Monday morning. Then take them again Monday night. And sometime midday Monday, I decide to post a picture on Instagram that, and Facebook. That's myself, my wife, and our daughter. Just basically saying, like, look, I have high blood pressure. Here's what I'm not doing. I'm not drinking. I'm not smoking. I'm not using anabolic steroids living what I call a pretty good healthy lifestyle. Then I spin over into here's the things that I am doing, you know, cardiovascular activity and lifting and eating well and, you know, getting six hours of sleep a night or more. I said, if you have any tips, tricks, ideas, or help, I'm not big on big pharma. I'm not the type to run to a doctor and say, you're going to be prescribed a blood pressure medicine and that's what we're going to use. It's not really how I work. Not until it has to work that way. And what has happened based off that has been one of the most interesting phenomenons of my life. Now, I say interesting phenomenon because I have said and stated multiple times that my goal from this podcast and my time here on earth, however long that ends up being, is to impact 125 million people's lives. Have 125 million people care about what I said and know that it did something to make their life better. And obviously, there's no exact way to, to, to proctor that, right? Like, I don't have a, a punch card. I'm not carrying around one of those counters in my pocket that every day somebody says something, I click it, and eventually it's going to hit 125 million. I, I don't have that. What I have is, of course, podcast numbers or engagement on social media or the number of emails you may have sent me. And all those things matter, right? And over a long enough time, I'll hit the number. When I put out a post where I'm not selling anything, I'm not asking for money or donations. I'm not asking you to opt into an email list. I literally put out, here's who I am. Here's what I care about. Here's what's going on. Do you have any advice? So far, I've had the better part of 100 various comments or direct messages in pertinence to different ideas about high blood pressure. It's been crazy to see this. Last night, I'm sitting there before bed really in awe, incomplete. I'm humbled by the fact of how many people have taken the time to respond to this message, many of which I've never had a conversation with. You as you're listening, if you were one of the ones that left me a message, thank you. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. Like I had no idea. Sure, I see numbers, right? Like every podcast has the ability to track how many people download. And I get 9, 10, 11, sometimes 12 or 13,000 downloads an episode. We don't know the people. You don't know if they listen. You don't know if it's an accident, like it's just forcing it into their iTunes account or if they've subscribed at one point but don't care anymore. You don't know about all these things. At least I don't. Then I put a post on social media and I see you essentially coming out of the woodwork to say, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? And it brought up some interesting 
items for me. The most interesting item, I'll, I'll start with the second most interesting item. Second most interesting item to me is the fact of how many of you believe that blood pressure is just hereditary. I'm not saying it is or is not. I don't know. I'm uneducated as it pertains to this. But over and over again, a, a consistent theme was, hey, it's probably hereditary. I wouldn't be too concerned about it. I love it. For all I know, the ones of you that have stated that are doctors or pharmacists or registered nurses, you probably have an immense history in what it is to diagnose high blood pressure. So I appreciate that. The second most interesting thing was a number of people that have reached out stating that they are convinced it's stress-related and that I might be too busy trying to live a perfect life and that I'm carrying around stress and I need to release the stress. And so I thought about that. I sat with that. There was a moment where that triggered me. There was a moment where I read that and I was like, fuck you, you don't understand. I'm like, wait, why am I getting mad about someone adding value to my life? Like I put it out there. I asked for assistance. I asked for clarity. And so in asking for clarity, they gave me their two cents. I started to think like well, twofold. Am I portraying this lifestyle that's different than I feel like I'm living? Or am I, in fact, too stressed based off how I live? I think it's probably some of both. You know, think about your life and the way that you are perceived versus the way that you perceive yourself. They are not always identical, but sometimes there's an overlap that could, in fact, be truthful. So I'm sitting here, and yes, I wake up at 4.30, 4.45, I wake up because I kind of just wake up at that time now, right? Like I, I find a lot of power and, and personal time and space when I get up that early because I get up and I'm not rushed. The first thing I do is brush my teeth and use some mouthwash and then I use the restroom and that takes me as long as it takes. I don't have a stopwatch. I don't feel any sort of stress or angst as I'm sitting there doing, doing my business in the morning. It's just like, that's just what I do. Then I wrap all that up. I, I go into the shower and practice some gratitude and some breathing exercise and some things that I do there because it wakes me up. It makes me feel better. I leave there. I walk downstairs. I make a green smoothie. Sometimes it's fresh. Sometimes I put the kale and the spinach in a blender and do all this stuff. And sometimes it's powder. It's pre-made powder with different additives to it because that's what I feel like doing that day. When I get done with that, I typically end up going and meditating. Meditation is anywhere between 15 minutes and 30 minutes. Now I use something called a CES machine as well, which is a cranial electro-stim machine that helps induce theta-state brain waves. So I'm doing it twofold. I still don't really know what time it is at this point. Then I journal when I get done. I get out any thoughts that came into my mind, whether they're positive or negative, whether they're limiting beliefs or positive beliefs. I get them out. I send letters at that point, little notes to my wife and my daughter about love, honor, and appreciation. Then I read for a while. I read until time to go to the gym. And the first gym I go to is a boxing gym. I go to the boxing gym, typically out the door by 6.55, maybe 7.05, depending on the day. And I go box from whatever time I get to the gym till about 8.30, 8.45. I do that specifically because I don't want to be caught in rush hour traffic because rush hour and bumper to bumper does in fact stress me out. So I have a standing rule at the office like don't fight rush hour. Don't show up until 10 at least. There's no stopwatch. There's no big deal. 
don't don't have that negative frequency come into your life. I get in there and admittedly the gym that I box at does not have the nicest accommodations. It's not bad. It's got an okay shower, but I'm able to go down the street, which is actually towards the highway, which takes me to the office, and go to another gym called Lifetime Fitness where they have incredible accommodations. Towels and soaps and saunas and steam rooms. Really everything you could think of, they have there. That's why I do a little additional functional weight training. Typically down in the shower by 9.30, maybe 9.40. Get done with that. I'm actually training at Lifetime. My wife meets me there, so we train together more days than not. Because she takes Gianna to school. Gianna has to be at school at 9 a.m. Then she drives to the gym. Gianna will be at the school by 8.40. So she makes it to the gym by a little after 9. So we could spend another hour together. Then I drive into the office. And I would love to say that what I do feels stressful. I just Maybe it's that I'm accustomed to it. Maybe we all rise to the level that we're pushed to. Certainly having 30 coaching clients a week. 30 one-on-one phone calls that are all done over Zoom, face-to-face where we're tackling people's problems, their limiting beliefs, their skilling their business, weaponizing their body, working on their meditation, belief in a higher power, focusing on their relationships with themselves and with others. Maybe, maybe that's stressful, but I love every minute of it. I never feel stressed hopping on these calls. And they're sequenced out throughout the week so that, you know, some days I have four calls, some days I have seven. But we get it all done. I'm actually in the process of selling or shutting down every other business that I have because I'm all in on myself in the coaching business. I like it more than anything else and it aligns with my purpose. And so then when I get wrapped up, my last coaching calls always end no later than 6 p.m. And ending no later than 6 p.m., I have to record a little content, whether it's podcasts like this, whether it's training videos for my clients, whether it's marketing videos. There's things that I need to do that push me into the 7 o'clock hour. And now it's 7 o'clock. I'm certainly on the backside of rush hour. I hop in the car and I make the 30, 35-minute drive home. And I spend time with my family. And it's not always perfect, right? Like There's phone calls that I take that stay I'm on too long. But 35 minutes in the car, I like catching up with people. Because I, I haven't had too much time throughout the day allocated to just having conversations. And so then I go home and spend time with my wife and my daughter and Gianna goes to bed by 9, and Lindsay and I have from 9.15 you know, until 10 o'clock to enjoy each other's company. Then we go lay in bed and talk for a while and go to sleep. I get up the next day, do it all over again. And all this is this long-winded story to share with you that I'm not feeling the stress that it might sound like I have. I also, from where I sit, don't feel obligated to now overcome something from my past. I've shared openly about the lying and the cheating and the failed businesses, and those are all pieces and parts that make me who I am. Just like inevitably, you have pieces and parts that make you who you are, but they no longer define me just like they shouldn't define you. These are pieces I will never run from, right? These are my truth. These are things I'm not proud of, but nonetheless make me exactly who I am. On the backside of understanding who I am, though, it's just part of a conversation. I don't necessarily feel obligated to overcome them anymore. And this podcast has become therapeutic for me. It gives me an opportunity to spread positivity. It gives me a a platform in which I can share lessons from my life. 
It also has inspired many of you to reach out and ask me for additional mentorship and help, which is the core business and what I actually was built to do. Like that is my purpose statement. And if you aren't familiar with the term purpose statement, that's something I walk every client through. We have to get clear on what your purpose is. I am not chasing cash anymore. I'm chasing purpose. And if cash comes on the backside, then so be it. But if not, I'm still at least living on purpose. And so I've been very focused today on releasing any sort of stress, of not feeling any sort of tension. And sure, life has stresses to it. At least mine does. Perhaps next quarter I can pare it down from 30 clients to 20 clients and buy myself back 10 hours a week. Potentially I won't be so focused on creating new quality content to disseminate to my clients. And so I won't be so worried about having to stay later and I can actually clock out at 6. But for right now, the life I live, if it sounds too extreme for you, then maybe it is. But maybe it just is for you. You see, I, I feel very happy and very consistent in how I live my life. Certainly, I understand that maybe going to bed a little bit earlier or sleeping in a little bit later would benefit me. I'm going to split test and work on that this week. If I can go to bed at 9.30 instead of getting up at 4.30, get up at 5.15, now all of a sudden I'm buying myself another 45 minutes of sleep every day. Maybe that's what I need. What I do know is from the, the supplements that I've taken so far, I woke up this morning and took my blood pressure and it was 144 over 70. Not too bad. Not where it needs to be. But everything's a process. If you've been a long-time listener and you're sitting there, you know what I'm going to say next. I'm in the process of progress every day. I do that because I love it. I generally love to get better every day. I love to learn new things. I love to expand my own capacity of what's possible. Potentially, you are in the same boat yourself. Maybe you're the one that's seeking expansion consistently and you're being told that you're crazy because no one actually lives that way. I don't believe that to be true personally. I know if I take a poll of everyone across the United States, anybody that's went through any sort of consistent personal development or expansion type of programs, it's going to be less than 2%. I'm not saying that they're a better or worse 2%. There's just 2% of the people that have focused time, energy, effort, and also brought capital to the table to better their lives, to move them in a direction that makes them feel more centered and more whole. And so now I have a new process to learn, a new system to overcome and master, and that's the system and processes of how my heart works and arteries and capillaries and how the blood's flowing through my body and how to optimize that most efficiently between a new supplement regime, between potentially going more towards a vegan diet, between increasing water, increasing magnesium and donating blood on Saturday. I'm very convinced that within two weeks time period, I'll be down to 120 over 60. Maybe I won't be. Maybe as you're listening, you think that's crazy. I get it. I get that my life is not for everybody. I get that my life is an inconsistent f state of improvement and optimization. And I also get that as I sit here, I need time off. I need time to unplug where I don't turn my phone on over a weekend or I travel and I get out to nature or I go to the West Coast where I love it out there. I need something to recalibrate and just decompress. We all do though. You need that just as much as I do. 
what happens is, at least with me, I tell myself these stories of I have this to do or that to do or this phone call or this meeting or I don't have time because I've, I've boxed myself in, right? I have clients up until 5.30 p.m. on Friday and I have clients that start at 10.30 a.m. on Monday. It doesn't leave for a whole lot of time. But what it does do is teach me what I can do differently in my next group of clients. I simply can wrap up my day by 3 p.m. on Friday and not take any new clients until noon on Monday. It's not that difficult. But the commitments that I have are the commitments I'm going to honor. And I love every minute of it. So they don't even feel like commitments. They just feel like who I am. All of this gets watered down and, and spun around into the fact of I'm incredibly grateful for all of you that took the time to message me. You know, One of my most engaged posts on Instagram ends up being the fact of talking about my high blood pressure and how many of you reached out and said, hey, try this. Have you considered that? Even the ones that said I might be too stressful, which there's many, that gave me cause for pause to take a look at am I really living the best way for me possible? Only time will tell as I split test, optimize, and then report back to you. That's just how my brain works. And what I can tell you is as I split test and optimize and share my results back with you, every day going forward, I'll be able to get shit done.